Welcome to the show. My name is Adrian, and I will be your host for this Heroes of Electroval miniseries, where we'll, we will be ramping up to our Electroval campaign series. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe and like this video. We are a new project, and we will appreciate all the help that we can get. I'm joined here today by Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hello. Uh, I'm going to kind of pass the microphone off to Greg, who is going to uh, t tell us a little bit about himself and the character he will be playing in our campaign. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start with the character. So um, I'm Greg, and the character I'll be playing is Gendon. Um, he's a variant human barbarian um, who is, in general, just a pale character, pale hair, pale skin, always looking kind of like tired and grouchy, even if that's not the case. Um, he was born and raised in the wastelands of Electroval with nothing but scorched earth and the remnants of a society that's long gone. Um, he is an aspiring leader for his tribe and life was pretty okay until his untimely demise. And this is where things get fuzzy for him because he travels to hell and he manages his way out, but he does not know how. Um, the next thing he re clearly remembers is waking up on the table of a morgue, being about to be cut open by a man named Jack. And that was quite a shock to him. So after they get all that figured out, he finds that he is in the city of Electroval itself and he has no idea how. So Jack hooks him up with some housing and a job in construction where he's had time to think about himself and the life he's had before. And he's unsure of what he's, his future is gonna be now that he's somewhere else in somebody else's body. It sounds like a Gienden, uh, you kind of describe him as being a sort of very pale and out of place character. Um, maybe to provide a little bit of reference to how that kind of stands out in this campaign, Electroval is a sort of electro-steampunky New Orleans uh, custom sort of homebrew world that we will be adventuring in. And things like color, light, music, sound tend to very stand out. Um, and, and you describe that Yenden, he, he didn't grow up uh, in the city of Electroval, he grew up um, in a, another part of the world. You described the wastelands. Mm -hmm. um, I guess kind of expanding off of that a little bit, uh, how do you see his relationship with the world before he essentially died and fought his way back to life? Um, memory may be a little bit fuzzy on the details, but how would you compare it to that and the world that he essentially woke up to, rather um, macabrely? Yeah, um, well, the world he originally was in was pretty barren. It's kind of this big contrast where it's like, in that world, he was scrounging for all kinds of things, just from like food to like parts to furnish pseudo houses or whatever was on hand. And now he's woken up in this place that's got everything. It's got lights when um, there is no lights out, like just all the time. Um, it's definitely a big change for him. 
Yenden kind of going into that maybe a little bit more, he, he survived in a harsh land, but he didn't do it alone, right? He had a tribe. Yes. Uh, would you like to maybe talk a little bit about the tribe um, um, and their relationship? Like, keeping in mind that the world that we are in is kind of one of a sort of post-apocalypse, a calamity, a disaster called the Eclipse happened um, about 140 years before the, uh, the, time, the date in which we will be uh, playing the campaign together. But since then, there has been uh, a lot of changes in how the world has kind of come back. And out in the wasteland, there's a lot of uh, sort of ruined structures, a lot of like skyscrapers that have kind of collapsed, but some high fantasy element still attached to them. Um, how would you kind of uh, describe your tribe a little bit um, in relation, in the contrast of the politics that the wasteland is usually known for? Um, I would say that our tribe is really just like one of many that are all kind of fighting amongst each other for the limited resources that exist and that's this um that's really just the entirety of the wastelands at this point is just um survival from other tribes or from the elements mm -hmm. and but but you described that yours isn't exactly the type to conquer or dominate that is right. true. Um, we are a tribe of both humans and elves, and so um, our sort of contrasting cultures kind of fused into um, more focusing on like ourselves, essentially. And so we set up, we've set up a like a rough set of laws of the land, and we try and. Um, what are a few of those uh, laws that you value or, you know, traditions that you uphold that, you know, preserve a element of civility even in a place where many have completely given up on uh, those values? Um, we have five main tenets. I'll go through them. The first one is not to harm any children, not even those of our enemies, or use them as bargaining chips because children are the future. Um, the second is to always give the enemy a chance to surrender because um, any wars are meant for defeat. They're not really meant to kill the enemy, per se. Um, the third is to take only the best weapons if we go into conflict because anything less serves purposes nobler than war. Um, the fourth is to uphold bargains if you make them because... Um, trust is important and you can't trust those who deceive and fifth is that you can't use desperation as an, as an excuse for any of your actions because your morals are your, your humanity and neither of those should just be thrown away or else you're essentially gone definitely um and especially if we look at a lot of post-apocalyptic literature um in contrast to the, the tribe that uh, Gienden uh, was raised in, there is very a, much a strong element of, uh, of, of honor above all else, of, you know, we're all desperate out here in the wasteland. Let's not try to make each other's lives more of a hell than they have to be. Yeah. Um, 
Definitely. And, and going off of that a little bit, you you mentioned I don't know if you mentioned, but Gienden is the was the kind of second in command. He was being groomed and trained as the leader, was being taught their histories, the migration mm -hmm. path, um, you know, taught how to handle the politics of other uh, nomadic tribes. Uh, where would you say Gienden's uh, sort of specialties were before he died? Was he a fighter? Was he more of like an engineer uh, cobbling together like old technology to help serve the tribe? Would you say um, that he was more of a historian? He he was definitely like a general of sorts. He was very good at military tactics and using whatever he had on hand in helping out with um, things in general. So he was very much um, more of like mentally proficient in things. <laughs> So he was very much more of that uh, commanding presence. Yes, he, he would rather he would rather be observing something than being a part of it. So, like when a, a conflict would break out, when you would come across an ambush, or when you know you had to take action against another group, he wasn't necessarily thinking of a fight in terms of I'm the strongest. Where can I strike them? He was thinking about what sort of risks could be made, what sort of casualties might be had. Yeah. You know, what what are the mission objectives? So he he's very much a, a pragmatically minded. He was taught and and would you say that he learned those lessons well? Um, or um, do you think that he, there were times when he kind of uh, scuffed the barriers of uh, what he was being taught by his? Uh, remind me the name of your uh, tribal leader. Uh, his his name is Ivar. Ivar. Uh, were there ever times when uh, there was any sort of conflict with Ivar? How, how would you narrate that relationship? Um, Ivar was basically his, like, second father. He was very kind to Gyendon, and they had a bit of conflicting interests in that Ivar was a barbarian himself, and so he was definitely a path of violence type of person. So... There was a bit of conflict there, but um, I don't think Gyanda never brought it to a head with him. It was more, um, he was probably waiting for the time, and then he died, and so he never got that chance. Exactly, and that kind of brings us to the, uh, the climactic moment in Gyanda's life, was essentially a day when they were ambushed by a rival uh, tribe, I believe, of uh, that were mostly made up of Goliath, uh, who essentially ambushed the camp, attacked the civilians, uh, or the, uh, the non-combatants of your tribe, and as you and Ivar and some of the other fighters went to, to, uh, defend them, you saw Ivar, uh, killed in combat before you subsequently were dealt a fatal blow yourself. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the last memory or last history that you've been able to recall since you, you know, were awoken. Um, and then I guess then I kind of am a little bit curious about where Yenden is now. You mentioned this character, Jack, who was a, a, a mortician. Um, I, I can talk a little bit about the College of the Macabre, which uh, Jack is a part of, which you have some ancillary relationship to, but uh, would you like to maybe give a little bit of detail on that? 
Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, so the College of the Macabre is... Uh, give me a second. Sorry. Okay. Um, the College of the... Yeah, the College of the, of the Macabre is basically, um, it's a combination of, like, a funeral and, um, a hiring business because they give the dead their last rites and awake and then they reanimate them in order to do manual labor that is usually unfit for the living which is a very efficient system because then you don't have dead people on the streets and you have a source of labor yeah yeah definitely uh you know, the macabre is kind of in the name, but, you know, other than the uh, macabre element, it does seem a very uh, utopian, very uh, utilitarian view on how to uh, manage the dead. In Electroval, necromancy is present, but not necessarily uh, defiled and uh, seen as abhorrent as it is in many other uh, fantasy settings such a, in, that you can find in Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder. In it, it's seen almost as a utility that could potentially be abused, but offers more benefit than uh, concern. And the body that you woke up in was not the body that had died however many years or decades ago it was. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and you didn't exactly have all your memories when you woke up the first time, so it's, it's, would you like to maybe describe a little bit about what that process was like? being introduced to this sort of new world, this new faction that had a much different view of life and death than you had, and uh, the the basically rediscovering yourself in that. Um, yeah. So, I guess when he came to, um, he was probably taken aback at how they were using the dead in order to do this labor and but after just like spending time with the macabre for as long as he was interacting with Jack I think he's just gotten dulled to the idea and so it seems palatable now mm-hmm. for him and um, he has other problems to worry about than what they're doing with the dead so um, that's just a part of his life now basically and in, in the process, too, you describe that, uh, that this individual, um, Jack Rambeau, um, who's sometimes known as the surgeon for the masterful uh, craftsmanship of cadavers into uh, sugar skull-painted manual servants, um, you, he, he, he got you set up with a job with a affordable housing um, how, how would you describe Gienden now? Uh, you, you, you said that he is a barbarian uh, looking to go down the ancestral path? Yeah, I think he's trying to find out more about um, what happened to his tribe, as well as figuring out what he did in hell, which is a lot of work, like, trying to like observe and communicate with the dead possibly right and 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 the nature of the afterlife and other planes in electroval you know kind of speaking to the audience here isn't uh isn't super well known it doesn't exactly follow the D D canonology uh that is known in the forgotten realms and 
uh, other core source books. When, when uh, Gienden went to hell, he, he traveled beyond what was ever afterlife and he, all he remembers of it is that it was a place of conflict and, and war, right? Yes. A, a lot of the stuff that he faced in life, but you, you know a lot kind of worse, a lot more, you know, endless and, and tough, and you somehow, you don't exactly know the details, your memories aren't there, but you, you made some sort of deal with something that led you back here. Hmm. And uh, you're, you, you said that you're curious to find out what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm, I'm more than excited to uh, delve down that path with you. Um, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to playing this character and seeing um, what will happen, what he learns. <laughs> exactly. And we've described him a little bit as being a cadaver, uh, but he is alive. He is moving. Um, yeah. We went, uh, I, I worked with Gregory with this. He wanted to play a very inhuman, um, but was looking at some of the options. In the Explorer's Wide uh, Guide to Wildmount book, uh, they offer a, a sort of supernatural boon that you can offer players called, uh, I believe, the Hollowed One boon. Um, and we kind of worked out an arrangement uh, that kind of involved uh, Greg's character selling a part of his character's soul to some other entity, um, but has the, the benefits of a Hollowed One. How do, how do you feel about that in that regard? How do you feel about playing a character who is alive but is so marked by death? Um, I'm, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done that yet in my playthroughs of characters. So this is, this seems like a lot of fun and, um, there's definitely going to be a conflict because Gendon doesn't really see himself as dead just from the mental fog of things. Mm -hmm. It just seems like he's, was gone somewhere else. And so he's still alive technically, even if it's someone else's body. Yeah. So like you still, he's hmm? yeah. Oh, no, no, keep going, um, keep going. Sorry. I was just gonna say he's gonna—he's probably gonna have to come to terms with that at some point when it's staring at him in the face, and that'll be interesting to see. It most certainly will. Uh, I guess kind of going into this, um, we'll, we're going to be having other party members who I will be interviewing as well to build up a little bit of excitement, but also uh, give our audience who wants to uh, binge this miniseries an idea of who you guys will be playing. How, how do you feel Gienden will do in a party dynamic? Uh, um, you, you described that he was part of a sort of tribe in the past. You introduced yes. him now as a bit of a sort of tribe of one, um, making his way in the city, rediscovering his memories and his past and his identity. Now he, 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 he's about to interact with other people. How do you uh, anticipate taking that as both the player and as the character? Um, I'm def definitely going to be, like, Gen is going to be very tentative around other people. Um, he has his moral code that he's still going to stick by, but, um, it's definitely not going to be the same as all the other members of the party. So, um, he would probably try to assume himself as the leader and try, like, like and set, to get- Like, set an example, right? Yeah, like, um, if they're gonna about, they're about to, like, if we're about to go off and fight something, Gendon would probably hold them back and say, like, wait a second, let's, like, 
do some recon maybe and try and organize a strategy on how to like get a plan of attack just being the general of things right. the mediator if there's ever conflict stuff like that right because Yenden is a bright mind he he's a a, a war master a master of strategy uh, mm -hmm. as far as uh you know you, the stats I believe you you focused on were his constitution and his intelligence, correct? Yes, um, he does have um, some strength, but that is not necessarily his um, shining like stat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he's not. You're not the type of barbarian to charge into things head first. You can take the blows and. Um, definitely playing a very tanky support build, like uh, mm -hmm. the path of the ancestral guardian. Uh, yes, tends to definitely. Be. Um, we'll, we'll, you'll probably be taking some hits. I'm gonna kind of let you know that now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I expect that. But I, I, I find that very, very fascinating. You're playing a character who, who, who for all intensive purposes, is alive now, but has kind of faced death before. Has kind of accepted that they have died and is now ready to face that for other people. Yes, I guess so. Like, and, and I find that very fascinating and very exciting um, yeah. to see how that gets taken. Um, Yenden sounds like a very selfless character. He sounds like a very interesting, dynamic, uh, in some ways conflicted personality. Mm -hmm. And yeah. truthfully, I look forward to uh, dungeon mastering for uh, him. I think he's an yes. excellent addition to this party. Uh, I guess to kind of lead us out of this a little bit, um, I suppose, do you have any sort of questions uh, for me? Uh, um, anything you want to say that you're excited about? Oh, I think I've... I've already just said I'm excited to play in general. Um, I think I'll just let the I'll just let the questions come in through playing and hear the answers for myself. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I believe last place we left off, uh, as we're going to be introduced at uh, Gyenden, as you mentioned, is not exactly uh, vibing with the city so well um, as most of the populace. Your old friend, who kind of feels a little bit guilty for uh, putting you through the experience of cutting you open, uh, bought you a ticket or gave you a ticket that he is no longer uh, going to go see due to work responsibilities to see an artist uh, by the name of Hugo Brassleaf. Uh, what, what's uh, Gyenden's anticipation? Has he ever been to a concert before? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know if he's seen anything that could resemble fine art. Well, per se. So, well then, uh, yeah. I know I'll be having you, but those of you listening, I encourage you to follow us uh, wherever you are following us. Let your friends know, because I can guarantee that uh, the show Gyenden will be seeing will be a hell of a one. All right. Anyway, um, I don't really know how to end these sort of things. Uh, I guess I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank you, Greg, for uh, agreeing oh, yeah. to uh, volunteer time to do this. Yeah, thank you um, for letting me talk. <laughs> of course. Follow us, like, subscribe, five stars if uh, you're listening to this on a, on a podcast network. And 
take care. Look forward to uh, seeing all of you. <laughs> Bye.